everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, I am joined by today's Devo writer, Brooke Holt. Hi, Emma. I'm so glad you're here, Brooke. It's funny. We are realizing that we met through virtual women's Bible study leader training during the COVID days, maybe, but we hadn't actually met in person. So I'm so excited you're here. Mm -hmm. So fun. And I would love to hear, I know that you chose this chapter, 1 Corinthians 8, specifically. Mm -hmm. Why 1 Corinthians 8? Yeah, so um, I can just start off by sharing a little bit about how I came to Watermark. Yeah. Um, So I started going to church here in probably 2004, 2005, um, and I was kind of fresh out of college, was... um, uh, you know, just kind of living life for myself as a lot of people who are in their early mm-hmm. 20s and fresh out of college totally. are. Um, I grew up in a very traditional church, Southern Baptist environment, and I trusted Christ as a kid, but I just wasn't ever discipled. Hmm. So I was just still kind of living in this childish selfishness when I came to Watermark. Um, and then back then, so women's Bible study, there was the Wednesday morning women's Bible study, and then it was separate from Thursday night. On Thursday night, we had a Bible study called Highlight, okay. and it was led by um, Cynthia Culver, who um, Culver's not her name anymore. She just got married. And then a gal named Jennifer Lewis Klaus. And... Um, they uh, just kind of alternated teaching scripture um, on Thursday nights. And I went with a friend, and um, for the very first time, the first time I went, they were teaching on 1 Corinthians 7. And, uh, you know, I was a single 20-something, and that just kind of blew my mind. And the next week was 1 Corinthians 8. And these two passages, these two teachings were kind of the first time that I had really seen scriptures being relevant to my life. Again, Mm -hmm. I grew up going to church every Sunday as a kid. I had passages of scripture memorized. I just didn't know how to apply it to my life because I'd never been discipled. And that's so real. That's so common. Yes, it is. So until, again, when I walked into the Highlight Bible study in 2005 and heard Jennifer and Cynthia kind of break down God's word for me. And again, as I mentioned, um, sometimes when you're in your early 20s, you might not really be thinking about other people. You're very focused on your your own self, your goals, your day. Where, what, what's next? What's plans? next? Yeah. Yes, just me, 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 me. So when I came in and I heard 1 Corinthians 8, and I started reading the text, and I was like, okay, this has nothing to do with me. Um, but then I heard it broken down and just the application questions. I was just kind of blown away. Mm. And at the time, I felt like the power of the gospel had taken hold of me, but again, I just didn't know how to apply it. Mm. And so to me, this passage is just really special because it really is the first time that I knew how to um, apply God's Word to my life and how I knew to kind of start making changes in the ways that I behaved mm. based on what Scripture said. That's awesome. And what what did that learning process look like? When you, but as you were in Bible study mm-hmm. and were learning that scripture could be applicable for you, what were some of the tools or the things that were modeled that helped you be able to read through a passage and understand, oh, this is what it meant back then, but this is what it means for me today? I think just being asked good questions and in a context of other believers, some who are right there with me, not knowing how to apply God's Word, some who are, you know, two or three steps beyond, and some who are 10 steps beyond. Mm. And um, just, again, having it modeled and uh, being able to go through that with other people, I think, was probably um, the the best way for me to say, okay, I'm not just going to listen this time. I'm going to start to change how I behave because of what I'm reading right now. So strong. What I love— 
about that story, the women in your in your group, there were some who were like you in their 20s and some who'd been walking with the Lord for longer. And so you were able to ask questions and learn from them. And that's discipleship. And that's also the heart of Join the Journey, that we're reading the Bible together, learning from one another. And I noticed in your Devo, your key verse was 1 Corinthians 8.1, and it says this. I'll read it. Now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And as I heard you describe the the women in that circle, I would have been the young 20-something who'd been walking with Jesus for a while and thought she knew everything. Mm -hmm. I'd grown up in church studying my Bibles. I mean, that was me when I came to Watermark for the Institute. I was deeply convicted of my pride and arrogance, thinking that knowledge equals maturity. Now, for you, 18 years later, as you're no longer the 20-something who doesn't know how to study the Bible in a way that's applicable, what does it look like for you to combat that ditch, to fight the lie that um, maturity equals knowledge or that uh, knowledge can lead to entitlement, those kinds of lies the enemy likes to send at us? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, So one thing that I've heard said a lot around this church, and you may have heard it before, is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. And so um, when it does come to discipleship and when it comes to kind of imparting that wisdom to others, again, they want to know that you're you're there for them. You care about their heart. You care about their development. You care about Christ being exalted in their life. Um, And uh, one other thing that we've said a lot here is I don't want to be just a smarter sinner. And that's something that I think about all the time when I'm studying my Bible and every morning when I I get up and and I'm in the Word is is just asking the Lord to help transform my heart so I'm not just a smarter sinner. So good. What does it look like to teach your kids these ideas? Wow. Well, they are giving me a lot of opportunities. <laughs> they are all wonderful. I have a, um, a six-year-old who's in first grade and then a four-year-old, and then I have a little boy who will be three um, in just a few days. So um, as particularly the six-year-old is just a hard personality, and she's um, getting into the age to where she um, is understanding social situations a little bit more, mm. or um, you know, she'll go to school and she'll hear certain things. And so it just is a lot of opportunities um, to kind of share God's word with her. And again, like she doesn't care how much I know until she knows how much I care about her. Yeah. And a lot of it for her is just kind of validating. Um, hey, I that sounds really hard. Or, um, you know, I saw that you hit your brother and I can see that he would be really frustrating right now. What does God say, God's word say about building others up? Are you tearing him down or are you building him up? And I think with kids, repetition, we do. We just have a lot of things that we say over and over again. Are you building someone up or are you tearing someone down um, is one of them. And uh, yeah. just kind of they need to hear things over and over again, as I think we all do. Yes. Especially they're just sponges, and the more they hear that, the better yeah, it goes with them. We we are the same way. We're running out of time, but I— one, Brooke, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. And I, I think you're so right. We have to hear it. And we've been ending these First Corinthians episodes with a reminder that's so important because oftentimes we can hear these challenges that, that Paul presents, areas where we can improve, and we can feel really condemned. Like, man, I've been missing it when it comes to knowledge and maturity or building others up. But the good news is that in the midst of correction, God's grace always makes a way for redemption. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it 
if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.